One second from the backcourt, it's on the way, it's no good, the ball game's over. Final score in overtime, Boston 121 and the Warriors 118. Entertaining to say the least here at TD Garden. One twenty-one, one eighteen. Warriors lose to the Boston Celtics. Tim Roy along with Jim Barnett. Golden State controlled this game. They led from Stephen Curry's buzzer beater at halftime, all the way until eighteen point six to go in regulation. Uh, Jalen Brown made a three, and it was tied at one oh six. That's where we go to overtime. Uh, Golden State trailed the entire overtime. Boston almost gave them a gift wrap chance to to force a second overtime. But it uh, did not happen, and the Warriors actually had a three-quarter court heave to tie the game and send it to a second overtime in a, in a game that both teams probably felt they should have put this one away and, uh, and won in a more, much more comfortable matter. Good matchup between two teams that fought each other in the finals last June. A uh, lot of guys with, with great stories. Let's look at some of the numbers. Warriors outshot Boston 40-39.8. to Outscored them from the three-point line. They were only outscored by two at the free-throw line, but they were out-rebounded by 16. And when Boston came back in this game, that's when they started to take control of the glass. And the Warriors, who are a smaller team, uh, come away with a 63-47 deficit there. Boston had 17 turnovers, turned into 24 points for the Warriors. And, Jim, you, you think about this. Other than the rebounding, they outshot Boston. Yep. Close to the free throw line. They did get out-rebounded. The turnovers were almost dead even. They scored seven more points off turnovers than the Celtics, but yet they lose by three. It was a tight game, and, and it's, these are two teams that, that know how to play one another. You find that out when you play another team in a playoff series. And and uh, a disappointing loss tonight for Golden State. Yeah, the, uh, and you, you look at the final score, one twenty-one, one eighteen. The difference in these games is a shot that doesn't go in for you, mm-hmm. a foul that you make, a turnover that you commit, or a turnover that you force. Um, excellent game, the, very competitive. It felt like a playoff game. The Warriors, I thought, were very very good in the first half. Uh, they were really good defense all along, and they shot. So well from three-point range in the first quarter. They had the lead there. They won the first quarter. They won the second quarter. Uh, it was a one-point game at halftime. The third quarter, the Warriors, were that, that was their best quarter. I, I, I thought they were terrific in that third quarter. And they shot, I think, 50%, 55%. Um, scored 34 points in that quarter. Only two turnovers. Uh, both teams had two turnovers. Then they got to the free-throw line. They really dominated in the third quarter. And so going into the fourth quarter, I thought, okay, they've, they've got a really good chance to win here because they had a seven-point lead to start the fourth quarter. But they did not score well at all in the fourth quarter, did not play well, turned the ball over, and uh, gave you know, the chances back to, uh, to Boston. And they capitalized and then end up uh, at the end of the game. It was tied 106 all. Marcus Smart played a good game. He was 7-16. He had five rebounds, four assists. 18 points. Uh, Jason Tatum, I want to see something about him because we were looking at his shooting numbers all night. But I got to give him credit, Jim. He played a, a whale of a game on the floor. 19 rebounds, new career high. He had six assists. He did have seven turnovers. Now the ball's in his hands a lot. And the Warriors seem to defend him pretty well 
I mean, he scored 34, yeah. but he had to take 27 shots to get the 34. Yeah. But He plays. But, he plays. But tell me, here's the scary thing about Jason Tatum. He's only 24. Yeah, I know it. I saw. He's not uh, even 25 yet. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at I mean, uh, that's scary. Their, their roster because it's his sixth year and he's only 24. Because what happens when you get into the – we see players get into the prime of their careers. They become more efficient. They learn all the, yeah. the shortcuts. Right. The, the turnovers usually go down. Uh, the shooting percentages go up. Uh, they get their points easily. They know how to to, to they, they know how to play, and yeah. they know the league better. They know everything about it. And so they, they know, you know, he's going to get better because he's going to learn how to attack the defense. Say the Warriors play him and other teams play him so that he but, can score and be more efficient for his team off those. I, I always so. felt when I got to be uh, 28 that uh, that's what, you know, that's about – I was about as good as I was going to get, and that's six years out of college because you come in when you're 22. Well, when he's 28 years old, he'll be in his 10th year in the NBA when he's 28. And and and, and maybe the best is yet to come for him, but we by, won't, I'm not going to worry about that later on. By the way, look at his minutes. He played 48 minutes and seven seconds. He played the final yep. 39 minutes of the game. Yep. Yeah, well, they needed him, and he made it's a difference crazy. for Crazy. It's crazy. But anyway, um, so, you know, I, I think I think Boston has a team that is, you know, they uh, they have the same team that they had last year. They're deep. They play tough. They're, they're, they've got Robert Williams, who, who really, I think, is a big game changer for them. I don't think they're the same team when he's not he's hurt because he is that shot blocker. He can offensive rebound. He gives them a phys- much more physical presence inside. Correct. And he's, to me, he's the, a game changer for him. And the other thing that they have that, you know, uh, is that they have a chip on their shoulder. You know, they, they, they didn't like it when the Warriors celebrated here at TD Garden last year. Yeah. Al Horford said they heard everything. And, and, and so they, they have that, that goal in mind, if you will. No, no question about that. And they're competitive. And uh, it, tonight showed that. They were really, really good uh, in the overtime. You know, in the, in the first in that overtime, and about halfway through it, 2.23 to go. It was a two-point game. The Warriors, or excuse me, one-point game. The Warriors were down 112-111. But uh, from there on, over the next two minutes, uh, it was a 9-2 run, and the Warriors just fell apart, turned the ball over, didn't get good shots, couldn't couldn't get the ball in the basket, and, and then also couldn't stop the Celtics and couldn't keep them off the line. Um, you know, the Celtics won the game. They, they deserved to win. They were better in the uh, overtime period. Okay. Okay. Well, let's uh, let's flip it now. Let's, yeah. let's talk about the Warriors. What did you like out of this game? What can they build I, upon on this game? I thought their defense continued from that fourth quarter in Washington. Their defense was superb tonight. Even in the full game and losing the game, the Celtics still shot under forty percent. Right. And much of the time in this in this game, they were around thirty-seven percent. Um, even in, into the fourth quarter, they were shooting thirty-six and a half percent. Uh, I thought their defense was really good. They were after it. Uh, you know, they're not going to out-rebound this team, but they were they, they were competitive in that degree. And, and they were managed, because of their three-point shooting, it managed to wipe out the big advantage of, of points in the paint. I mean, the, the Celtics clearly, throughout the game, had about 20 more points in the paint than, this, than the Warriors did. And... It's tough to beat a team like that unless you're shooting from three-point range. And uh, the Warriors did a good job of that and, and didn't do as good job as in overtime. But, um, you know, they played well enough to win in the regulation, but they just didn't win. 
You know, I think, again, they, they apply this type of effort to this, uh, to the rest of their road schedule, they'll be fine on the road. You know, I mean, and, and not even the, just the, the, the fact that they had attention to detail for most of the night. A uh, couple of silly turnovers to start the fourth, yeah. set the tone. But I, I think, you know, they can look at this game and build upon it. I don't know if it's going to translate tomorrow because I think I'm very curious to hear what Steve Kerr has to say in his post-game press conference. I know that we'll hear that on our flagship station coming up a little bit later on uh, and to see what his strategy is for tomorrow night in Cleveland because yeah. that's going to be tough. It's part of the fact that the Warriors lead the league in back-to-backs this year. So, yeah, I, I thought the Warriors, the, the defense, and they did the defense on Tatum and Brown, the two big scorers. And Brown got 31 against them earlier this year uh, at Chase Center. Brown did play much better uh, late in that fourth quarter and into the overtime. All right, JB, thank you so much. Yeah, it's uh, – you never know about this league. No, you You get you surprises don't. all the time. You get, you get surprised all the time. And, uh, you know, we didn't know which way this game was going to go tonight because of the fact that – you know, the Warriors have already been on the road for a while. It's one of their longest road trips of the season. And, um, you know, th- I was really uh, pleasantly surprised with their effort. And again, just their execution in the fourth quarter. Uh, that's stuff that they can clean up. Yeah. They can clean that up and, and get better as the year goes on. But uh, they've put themselves in a position in the second half of the season. They're going to have to play well to get out of that play-in bracket. And, again, the West is so wide open, you know, you get on a five-game winning streak, you're going to vault to the you know, top yeah. of the standings. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's crazy. Who would have ever thought that uh, Sacramento would be leading the uh, Pacific Division? That's unbelievable. And credit to Mike Brown and the uh, Sacramento Kings uh, for doing that. And, and uh, we'll get to see them one more time this year. JB, thank you so much for, okay. uh, for your work tonight. Nice job. And we will uh, see you on the plane ride to Cleveland. Yes, sir, Tim. And it's going to be snowing there, I think, when we get there. So, all right. That's Jim Barnett. I'm Tim Roy.